With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sheriff's Deputy Pinellas County never fails to deliver. Pinellas. Uh, <laughs> he consented to a search. Well, that was Tennessee, man, but I see where you're going with it. Uh, he consented <laughs> to a search during the encounter with the deputy. A small baggie containing a gram of a crystal substance tested positive for methamphetamine was found in Lawson's pack of cigarettes. In one of his grocery bags, the officer found a syringe with a brown liquid residue. According to the, the police report, after being read his rights, Lawson demanded the deputy make a couple of phone calls, one of those calls to the FBI and the other to the St. Petersburg Police Department. The reason for the calls is that, according to Lawson, he is allowed to carry methamphetamine. Instead of placing the calls, the deputy arrested him. He was charged with felony drug possession and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. Not surprisingly, this isn't Lawson's first run-in with the law, although it is probably the first time he's claimed to have some sort of license carry meth you can have a license to do a lot of stuff in this world snoop license to kill pretty sure the government's not issuing any municipality is not issuing licenses to carry meth as robert lawson found out the hard way that does it for hour number one hour number two coming up next of light the tower on the horn live local and digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com you're listening to ktxx fm and hd1 bk have an insider jeff howe on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two, Friday edition of Light the Tower on The Horn. Jeff Howe, Snoop Daniel. Snoop's trying to get me fired up in the studio. Yeah, I am. It's taking me back to high school right here. I thought you going to go, it's all about the he say, she say, mm, mm. This oh. was in heavy rotation. And anybody who's in my age range, if you were a junior, senior, sophomore in high school, when this came out, and you didn't like Limp Biscuit, you're lying. This was on uh, Significant Other. Is that the name of the album? Yes. Yeah. The this is the one with Nookie one. and yes. Rearranged. Yeah, Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a banger. And why I thought of it is because I saw uh, Method Man doing an interview behind you on, like, The View or something. And oh, really? Now he's, like, super proper. It's not on now, but oh. he's super proper now, like Method Man. But I remember the joint he did with uh, with Limp Bizkit. I'll probably use Yes, it. in I'll, Together Now. Yeah, I'll, I'll use that as a bump. That was Everybody a- in Together Now. Shut the- <laughs> that was good stuff. That was, that was the TRL wheelhouse, yeah. Snoop, is what that I'm era I'm so sad of that was. that isn't cool anymore. Like, they you don't know, do that um, anymore. They do some form of TRL. What is it? Is it MTV Classics that does it? Really? Yeah. But it's new material? It's not like rehashed? I, I don't know because I don't, I don't, that's not part of my cable subscription, yeah. so I don't know. Because it's such a great concept. I, you know, just like gathering people together and being that was happy the first, uh celebrating music. I, that was the first time I really remember. Not, it wasn't even really social media at that time, but you go to MTV.com and vote for your favorite video. Yes. Was, yeah. That was the first time I remember really being active online. That and taking, you know, a week to download a song off Napster. That's okay. You you, you set you know, it in the morning and you, know, you really hope you have it I'm night. so spoiled now that I've got, like, Apple Music, everybody's Spotify or whatever your music app of choices. 
and I've got Apple Music, and I can just, oh, I, I want to hear this song and dial it. Man, back in the day when you had to try to download st- songs off Napster using a dial-up connection, yeah, those were hard. Those those times were rough, Snoop. Rough times. I remember you had the sound it made that. <laughs> and then, like, my mom be mad. Like, how long have you been on there? I've probably missed so many calls. I'm like, Mama, it's only Bill Callers calling. <laughs> we don't need them to call. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually call uh, Mike oh, Rhodes, yeah. Horns 24/7 yeah. recruiting yeah. editor here in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But I do want to uh, get to something. If you go to Horns 24/7, my colleague Chip Brown has his morning brew column posted. Poses an interesting question. If you're a Texas fan, who would you rather see playing quarterback for K State tomorrow? Will Howard or Adrian Martinez? And I'm kind of going back and forth on this, and I do see, you know, I'll just read from Chip's column here. So if you're Texas, you probably want Martinez at quarterback because the Longhorns' defense has proven vulnerable in the secondary the last two games due mostly to some shuffling related to injury, while the run defense has been solid. I I tend to lean maybe towards seeing Adrian Martinez just because of Will Howard's prowess throwing the ball down the field in the vertical passing game. Like we talked about was his, uh, I mentioned it earlier, 8 for 13, uh, 226 yards and three touchdowns on passes of 20 yards or more down the field for Will Howard this year. But remember I've talked about throughout the week, and I asked Sark in the Zoom, in the Zoom call yesterday about Texas being vulnerable in the middle of the field defensively. Adrian Martinez on throws between the numbers and up to 19 yards down the field, he's 50 of 70, 50 of 70 for 421 yards and two touchdowns. So... It's kind of like a pick-your-poison type deal at the end of the day, and I probably lean more towards Adrian Martinez or lean slightly towards Adrian Martinez, like I said, just because the vertical passing in with Martinez is probably going to be non-existent, and you can probably play a little more man on the outside and a little more single high safety and take your chances with Ryan Watts, and we expect Ryan Watts to be ready to play and Deshaun Jameson and those corners uh allowing them to hold it, see if they can hold up a man coverage and deploy more of your assets to defending middle of the field, especially if you don't have Anthony Cook available, which as of close of business Wednesday, it sounded like that was completely up in the air whether he was going to test that broken arm or not. But I would probably lean slightly more. I think Martinez might slightly be a little more the lesser of the two evils than Martinez. Uh, but... You know, we can debate that on the Specs text line, 337-3776, on which Kansas State quarterback you would rather see. But right now, we've got to talk a little Texas recruiting, going to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. As we do every Friday, uh, we are visiting with my colleague, the best in the Texas market on the recruiting beat. Uh, The best recruiting coverage in the Texas market is at Horns 24-7 with Hudson Standish and our recruiting editor. You can find him on Twitter, at Mike Roach 247. Also, if you're a Longhorn Blitz podcast subscriber, you get that state of recruiting podcast whenever it drops. He is Mike Roach. Mike, uh, I'll start off with this. So many games in and around your Fairburg and the Metroplex were moved to Thursday. Do you have a decent option for a Friday game? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I think it's going to be uh, South Oak Cliff and Woodrow Wilson tonight uh, at Forrester Stadium. They start in that one early? Uh, I don't actually. I, I think they're going to opt to start it maybe even a little late because I believe storms in our area are expected to move out by about eight o'clock. I got you. So last night uh, you went out to East Texas, a little Tyler Chapel Hill and Kilgore. Uh, any good takeaways from a, a nice Thursday night out in East Texas? 
Yeah, there was a lot of, of really fun um, underclass and talent in that game and, and a really fun game environment, obviously. Um, the 2025 class in particular, the star of the show was Ricky Stewart, the 25 running back from uh, Chapel Hill who ran for 222 yards and three scores. It was just, I, I thought, incredible. Um, as a kid that's already picked up a lot of offers, he'll get more. I think he'll be a guy that's extremely highly recruited. Uh, by the time he gets there, and then uh, on the Kilgore side, Jaden Sanders, who uh, is the son of Nick Sanders, who, if people remember, blocked the field goal that gave Kilgore their first state championship, and then went on. Um, it's uh, it, there was a lot of really fun talent. We had a really good time at the game. That Kilgore State Championship was against uh, a Dallas Lincoln team coached by Reginald Samples, and the fact that I vividly remember that game and Nick Sanders has a kid that's a football prospect now, it's another one of those make-you-feel-really-old type moments, Mike. Um, Mike, I, I ask you this. You know, it's probably too early to tell where the 25 class is going, but as we start to head towards that early signing window for the 23 class, and really by the time the calendar flips to the new year, you'll be – pretty much all in on, on 24s at that point. Can you Do you have a feel for where the strength of the 2024 class is in state, just in terms of a, a position group? No, I really don't. I mean, it's um, it's kind of it's spread a little thinner than the 23 classes, from what I could tell. Um, there's not a position group that jumps out to me and says this is the group that you know it's just loaded here. I don't I don't think that 25 I think has you know some groups developing like that, but um, I haven't seen it in in the 24 class at least. Mike, let, let's stick with 24 because Texas offered an in-state quarterback this week, Trey Owens out of Cy Fair, and you know when you have back-to-back recruiting cycles where you land Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning. Uh, your quarterback takes it's you're probably going to have to in that third cycle maybe some guys will see the writing on the wall and decide to go somewhere other than texas uh any anything mike for for a take on trey owens and then just the 24 quarterback picture in general is this one where where sark and aj aj mill are really going to have to to do their homework and and find a guy because guys probably aren't going to line up to be playing second fiddle to, to quinn ewers and or arch manning um, yeah, it's it's tough because you have to find kind of that bridge quarterback that's willing to play in there. Trey Owens is a guy that I think has been pretty open that Texas is um, in kind of a dream school situation for him. I think that uh, he's he's been there a lot of weeks, come down and visited just about every week he can. Um, I really like the chances of, of getting that one done and probably fairly quickly, to be honest. Um, we saw Trey in the spring when we went out to Cy Fair. Uh, he's a very, you know, big frame quarterback, has the arm to make all the throws. He's not quite, you know, the polish that you see out of Arch Manning and and, uh, and Quinn Ewers, but uh, a lot of the tools that I think can be developed, and I think that's kind of the perfect type of take uh, as a quarterback. So um, I'm going to have to go out and see him again, probably in the playoffs and, and, and get another look at him. But um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a nice little candidate to put, to play the role in that, in that class. Mike, before we shift gears back to 23, is there anybody in the 24 class that's top of mind for you that uh, not necessarily closing in on a decision, but a guy that you feel like is, has played their way into being on the radar for Texas and some other schools this year? 
just somebody you really like in that 24 class. Yeah, um, Bryant Westco, who's a receiver at Midlothian, I think is, is tremendous. He had a he had a huge game last night uh, against uh, who did Midlothian play? Oh, against uh, Red Oak, um, and I think he had uh, I think he had over 150 yards and uh, a couple touchdowns. He's a state uh, high jump and long jump uh, qualifier. He's about 6'2", 6'3". Um, and in Midlothian, for those who don't know, is typically a flex bone team. And they went to a passing offense this year because they're like, we have this guy. We cannot just run the flex bone. So um, <laughs> credit to them for doing that. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's been tremendous. He, he's a guy that has been to Texas a couple times. I could see uh, him landing an offer at some point. Horns 24-7, recruiting editor Mike Roach joining us here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Mike, let's shift gears to 23. You mentioned you'll be at South Oak Cliff tonight. Uh, anything of note on Malik Muhammad and or Cedric Baxter, since those are kind of the two guys that uh, the Longhorn fans who follow recruiting have a, a pulse on just to see if uh, you, you know the other schools are going to recruit them and, until the ink is dry through the whistle, whatever terminology you want to use. But those are the two guys everybody has their eye on at the current commits. Yeah, not much new. I think that both guys are. Um, if you talk to people at Texas, there are there's not nearly as much panic as there is within maybe fans reading stuff online. Um, I think Texas feels good with where they sit with both. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of see. I think that neither is going to make a <clears throat> any sort of rash decision at the moment, and. Um, I'm, I'm, I've talked to some people around Malik Muhammad and, and kind of from the time he's committed, have said like, Hey, it's, you know, he could go either way. Like it's, it's not, none of this is, uh, none of this is set in stone. So I think, um, with him, it's just going to kind of be, how does the season finish and, and can Texas hold off the Alabama push? Cause the Alabama push is going to be really heavy down the stretch and that's going to be the last visit. I don't, I'm no, I don't think A&M is the worry for Texas. I think Alabama is. Mike, uh, real quick, we'll get you out of here on this. When we talk about the finish, and we know guys are going to monitor that, what in your mind is kind of the bare minimum that Texas needs to get done in these last four games in terms of record or or what it looks like? What do you think is the the kind of where is the bar at for what needs to happen for them to hold on to this class and and get some momentum going into to the final recruiting stretch into January and February? I have said I don't think they can get out of this month. Uh, I, I don't think you can finish the season any lower than eight and four. Uh, to be to be to be frank, I mean maybe seven and five gets it done, but I think seven and five leaves you with a lot of questions and a lot of people saying, you know, this is the same old Texas team and this is a disappointing season. I think eight and four is sellable, um, and so I, I think they got to go three and one this month, and uh, I, I think that. This, I've called it, like, and Jeff, I don't know what your take on this is. I think it's one of the most important stretches of games for Texas in the last decade, I think, because they are kind of at a crossroads uh, this season and where they can go with the, with the program. And is it something that um, is it something that you can, you know, take off with success or you, if you kind of go down the same road with uh, the same type of results? So 
I, I, that's my personal take is I think they need to go three and one at, at the very least. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I mean, call me prisoner of the moment, but I've said the, the K-State game, it's, it's the most important game of Sark's tenure. And that's not to say that I won't say that next week about TCU, but for a lot of reasons, the, the road deal, you know, being able to hold on to a lead, coming off of a bye, the way, you know, the, the style, the manner in which you've lost uh, your two conference games. I, I feel like the K-State game, if you win that one, it can set you up for a really, really nice finish. Uh, and then at that point, you're probably looking at that 8-4 and four is very realistic. It, it, it may be 9-3, who knows? But uh, it all starts on Saturday in Manhattan. Mike, uh, I've got to mention it one more time. Uh, the road to Texas, incredible twists and improbable turns along the Longhorns recruiting trail. Uh, it's on Amazon right now. Anywhere you get uh, you get your books, you can get the, the paperback version, the uh, the e-version. Uh, sales still sales good? Everything good with the book, Mike? Yeah, uh, everything's been going great. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I've done way less promo lately, so it's not really <laughs> top of mind as much as the uh, the promo push has kind of ended. But, yeah, everything's still going well and uh, still getting great feedback on it. Well, hey, I think you can agree with me. If you're a Texas fan, it makes a hell of a stocking stuffer since we are getting close to the holidays. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think uh, it's enjoyable, and uh, I think anybody who, who likes Texas or even just likes recruiting would enjoy it. And support Mike. Do you, uh, you go to Mike's Twitter account, at MikeRoach247 on Twitter. It's Mike's pin to post, takes you right to the Amazon link. You can get the book. You can get the State of Recruiting podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, search Horns247. That's Horns247, no dashes, no slashes, no spaces. Click that follow button to get every episode of State of Recruiting with Mike and Hudson Standish when it drops. And get Mike's coverage, Hudson's coverage, the best recruiting coverage in the Texas market is at Horns 24-7. He is our recruiting editor. He is Mike Roach. Mike, thanks for the time. Uh, Be safe out there tonight uh, battling the storms, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks, Chef. Have a good one. There he is, Mike Roach, Horns 24-7 recruiting editor, joining us for his weekly conversation on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. All right, Snoop, you ready to do some picks? The Supreme Lending Pick'em Contest? Good friends John yeah, McClellan and Supreme Lending. <laughs> Look, wanna... Snoop, we got to make up some ground. Oh, we got we we got to be better than Bob Cole this week. Yes. All right, we got to get back ahead of Bob Cole. We, we got to beat Coke. <laughs> Not even concerned with winning the whole thing. Just be ahead of Coke. Be ahead of Bob Cole. It starts with my picks mm-hmm. on the college front. What do I have this week? Snoop? Tennessee, Georgia. I, I, if this was uh, if this was a spread, I would definitely take the Vols to cover the eight. But as it stands, since we're just picking straight up, uh-huh. give me Georgia at Georgia. home. Two two really good fight songs matching up in this Ooh. one, by that, the way. That's a good song by Ludacris, too. Yes, Georgia. it is. A little Ooh. Ray Charles on that. Oh uh, yeah, give me uh, give me Georgia. All right, Bama and LSU. LSU's. I, I heard I heard our boy Ty this morning on the morning show is filling in for sitting in for Bucky doing picks T-Y. in place of Bucky. Uh, pick LSU. You're going to pick against Nick Saban. I don't care if it is if Alabama is shaky on the road. You're going to pick against Nick Saban coming off of a bye? Not no, but hell no. Give me the Tide. All right. Roll Tide there. Next, Clemson, Notre Dame. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. Uh, Notre Dame can't really push the ball down the field. Clemson's really good on defense. Maybe we see some more Keg Klubnik at quarterback, Snoop, I hope for Clemson. So. Yeah, give me the Tigers over the Irish. Shoot. All right, so the picks I'm sending to sending to Angie, Georgia, Bama, and Clemson. You got it, sir. Put the mortgage on it, guys. Well, don't do that. But don't do that. All right, Snoop. I tried to, but we're, we're uh, counting I was on blocked you. from my 
from my gambling attempts. Snoop blocked himself I did. from gambling apps. It was it's just a new. The... I found a new website, and sure, I'm like, ooh, a new website. Let me get a new membership. And I think it's owned by another one. I already blocked myself from. So I don't gambling around up. the holidays, avoiding it's that. So, it's so hard. Dude, thinking about games like Christmas Day, all the NBA games, and Thanksgiving. All oh, the, man, bowl season. Man. It, it's, yeah, anyway, so sad, you know, but it, it's an everyday, you know, I recover every day. Well, Snoop, I'm going to start you off with the easy one now. In Snoop's uh, defense. And Snoop, no game is easy. Snoop, Craig, and I had a little powwow about the NFL picks yesterday. Oh, you, you told me to do something, I forgot. <laughs> so, we'll start with what I think is the easy one, the Sunday night game. Titans and Chiefs. Chiefs coming off of a bye. Right. Titans coming off of a win over the sorry Houston Texans. Dang, man, I love momentum. <laughs> Shoot. I want to say Tennessee, but I'm going to go go with Pat Mahomes at home. Okay. You know, Snoop's going Chiefs. with the Chiefs. Snoop, the way Craig talked to us yesterday with your second NFL game. This ain't a give me pick. He, he Craig, like, pretty much talked us into never picking the Rams ever again for anything. Like, Craig made it sound like the Rams aren't going to win another game this year. Yeah. They're so beat up and so out of sorts. But the same can be said for the fighting Tom Brady's, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Snoop, mm. Rams at Bucks. I have, I'm, I can't lead you because I I honestly don't know what to do with this one. Mm. You might be better off just flipping a coin. You're right, because the coin knows more than you. I... I mean, not you specifically. But I might you. slightly lean towards the Bucks, but I'm in no way confident about that. I'm gonna roll with the Rams. Going Rams over Bucks. Yes. Okay. So Chiefs and Rams. Locking them NFL picks for Snoop. He's going the Rams on the road over the Bucks and the Chiefs at home to take care of the Tennessee Titans. I've been Titans. so ice cold. I gotta win something. Can those two teams wear their throwbacks for that game? Because I would like would to see lit. the Dallas Texans against the Houston Oilers. Dang. Awesome. Oh. Oh, yeah. And Pat Mahomes and the Cowboys. Oh, that would be cool. No, the Chiefs. It's oh, like no, the oh, little no, State of Texas logo on their side. Yes. It's kind of the same color. That's what I'm, that would be sweet. Oh, man. Rams-Bucks would be a good throwback game, too. Like the Eric Dickerson yellow Rams jerseys. With and the spiral. Uh, yeah, with the spiral. And then the, the Bucko Bruce. The, the uniforms that Warren Sapp said made him look like a dreamsicle. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, the orange ones. <laughs> Warren, he's still chilling, right? He's not past, is he? Um, No, Warren oh. uh, Dude, Snoop, did you just kill Warren Sapp? Nope. nope. Warren no, Sapp is very Chad. much still with that's us. That's a Chad thing. You better hope it maintains a Chad thing because nah, if nah. something happens to Warren Sapp <laughs> in the near <laughs> future. Put, oh, God. I'm going to no put that way. evil on you, Snoop Daniel. No way. You know what? Uh, my homeboy met Coolio who recently passed, like, days before he died. DJ Il Turner, he's a DJ downtown. He, he ran into Coolio downtown. Coolio gave him a track to listen to, like, new music that isn't even on, I, I you know, iTunes or nothing. And I told him, I was like, dude, you need to share this song with the world and share your story where you met Coolio before yeah. he died. He gave you a song. That's, oh, that's good stuff. Anyway, that's... <laughs> Nothing yeah. to do with the share Rams with, and Niners, but share it with the world. No, we're talking about death. Oh so. uh, yes, oh yes. Word. Snoop's trying to Snoop's trying to kill Warren Sapp. No, no way. But yeah, anyway, R.I.P. Harvey Warren. <laughs> do you trying to kill War? Why are you trying to kill Warren Sapp? Why are you trying to kill Warren Sapp? R.I.P. Coolio. 
Anyway, we'll uh, go to break where we kill. Keep Warren sapping your thoughts and prayers because Snoop is trying to end his time here on this mortal earth. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep the Texas football conversation on the other side. Anyway, we'll get to our flex thirty update, Snoop. That's a pretty big Thursday slate. You got to recap, right? Uh, Yeah. So we'll do that when we come back after the break here on Light the Tower on the Horn live local indie. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daniel, light the tower. I was hoping you wouldn't play the instrumental, you would play the lyric version so I could hear Fred Durst go DJ at the beginning. But that's all. <laughs> that is awesome part. I forgot about that one. Oh, man. <laughs> lit Biscuit on a Friday. What yeah, could be better? It's lit. Unlight the tower on the horn. <laughs> Jeff Howe, Snoop Daniel. Talking, getting you ready for a football weekend. Chad and Zay coming up next. Ball don't lie. Don't forget ball don't lie today. It's Rod B and Harge. They will be at the Twin Peaks Round Rock location. Uh, broadcasting live starting at 3 o'clock. All the way up to six thirty. Get the hornfm.com. You can uh, you've got a chance to win a twenty five dollar man card each hour. You can also get the hornfm.com and check out all the specials that they've got going on at Twin Peaks Round Rock. Uh, they're taking you up to six thirty. That's when we'll get it to Snoop and the Flex Crew with the pregame. That leads you up to Lake Travis and Bowie. The regular season finale for both of those teams is tonight at Lake Travis. Uh, so that game will be here on one zero four nine Horn. Uh, you ready, Snoop, for Flex 30? Oh, I, 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 that I am. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Snoop. Uh, the floor is yours. Thursday recap of local games. Biggest Thursday recap of the year because yeah. so many games. Well, got is it, it's not the the biggest because well in non district this was like a normal slate like it'd be full of Thursday games. But uh, Westlake over Buta is really lopsided by the way, guys. Westlake over Buta Johnson seventy seven. Uh, Temple knocked off Cove at sixty nine to seven. Uh, Westlake and Temple of course headed to the six A playoffs as is Vandegrift with a 56-10 win over Westwood. Uh, Vipers are now outright District 25-6A champions after having to share it with Old Round Rock the last couple of years. It's all Coach Sanders, so nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Uh, Quero over LaGrange, 49-7. Shout-out to the Gobblers. Uh, outstanding season. Their new head coach is Coach Jarrett Peacock, which led Eastview uh, to its greatest playoff run last year. So, uh, Picacho having a good time in Cuero. They look good. They could make some uh, playoff noise. And speaking of playoffs, they clinched the playoffs last night. Uh, Northeast with a 13-3 Saw that, yeah. to three win over Navarro. And I was there at that game, and I was happy to be there to support because 
wasn't, it wasn't very much. I don't think there was any media out there. So, And I still got a lot of content to put out. So Snoop Daniel is for the hood. <laughs> LBJ over Crockett, uh, last but not least, 49-0. Do we play that thing again? Uh, because it's so. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and play this it. Is, uh, uh, Cedric Alexander's yeah. Austin ISD record-breaking touchdown run, uh, 49 Thousand twenty yards. Forty nine hundred and twenty. Excuse me. All right, we have forty nine thousand would be. All right, here's history called by Craig Way. Second down and seven. The ball is at the Crockett Cougar seventeen yard line. The handoff to the right side. Alexander turning the corner. Alexander to the ten, to the five. Touchdown and a record for Cedric Alexander. Seventeen yards. On the touchdown run for Cedric Alexander, who has just become the all-time career rushing leader in AISD history. All right, so congrats to Cedric Alexander. Check out that video at flxatx.com. Got a great shot of it. My top seven games to watch tonight, Georgetown Cedar Park, Stony Point Manor, Rouse versus Elgin, winner of that game. Will not get to play LBJ. The loser will. Vista Ridge versus Round Rock. Winning and you get in for Vista. Taylor versus Burnett. Winning you get in there. Regents versus St. Michael's are taps game. And even though it has no playoff implications, Austin High versus Del Valley. Eastview versus Leander tonight for Pride. Hey, I want to give a shout out too to my alma mater, uh, Florence. It's been a rough year for mm-hmm. Florence, but. They did lose last night, but they took Clifton to overtime. Right. So they were still still fighting, like to see the fight. So I uh, know it's been a tough year for, for Coach Bridges and the staff over there. But uh, Overtime feels I, good. I appreciated the fight last night. That might, You know what? That might be the first overtime game Florence has ever played. I don't know. It could be. Can't think of too many. I know I didn't play any when I was, I remember when I was like in school. I remember Brook Hollow Christian, we would get beat like 49 nothing, 56 nothing. But when we lost 49-7, to we were like, oh! We were. It's so sad. Whatever. Take, I take made your, a tackle. Take your, you did? Yeah. And then my coach pulled me out because he thought I couldn't. Because it was a big dude. And I hit him in his legs. He was boom. And then my coach was like, get over here. Get over here. He's like, you probably don't even know where you are. I'm like, yeah, I do. Because I was slight. You know, like J- uh, Xavier Worthy. Like he accused Xavier Worthy of being earlier. James Worthy. <laughs> Xavier Worthy. Well, James Worthy's playing for Texas. We have a hell of a story on our hands. Uh, hey, before we get to the notebook, I just want to shout out CB. Uh, CB texted in the show, as he always does. Uh, saw that uh, CB's having a rough go of it personally right now. So, wow. just want, CB, just wanted to shout out to you uh, and hope you're doing well. All right. We're uh, running low on time, so we got to get to the notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. Bowersockteam.com. Let Aaron and her team do for you what they did for Craig when Craig made the move to Georgetown. Uh, got everything squared away for the voice of the Longhorns. They can do the same for you. Bowersockteam.com. Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. Always sponsoring our Longhorn Notebooks, and we are thankful for that. All right, Snoop, three keys to a Longhorn victory. And with key number one, we've got a cut a company to maximizing your opportunities. I talked about this this week. Texas and their two conference losses, they've had two big-time drives, big-time scoring opportunities with drives that started in plus territory. You think about the muffed punt against Oklahoma State and the fourth down stop against Texas Tech early in the second half where they got the ball in plus territory and failed on fourth down. Now, they have had other drives, and Sark will talk about some of these where they might have missed field goals, but I think those two drives stand out where you don't get any points off of a sudden change. Uh, and I asked Sark about that in the Zoom call yesterday. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. You know, we, we, try to, and we try to make sure the players are understanding of what we might do in those scenarios uh, when they come up. You know, quite frankly, we, we haven't done a great job of that as a team in general, even the Iowa state game, 
you know, we, we get, we get the block punt in, in short range, and then we end up not moving the ball and missing a field goal right at the start of the game. So I think it is something that, you know, again, when you go into a buy, you try to look at all aspects of your team. And that definitely is an area that, you know, we want to capitalize on, you know, that, that we can take advantage of the short field, whether it's a turnover, a block punt, a big return. Uh, that's, those are momentum building plays and you want to capitalize on that momentum. That's when I talk about playing complementary football, that that's what I'm referring to, you know, that, that both sides are feeding off of each other as well as special teams. So, um, you know, the ideally, you know, we perform better when we get that opportunity Saturday. You want to beat a team like Kansas state that's disciplined, that's not going to beat themselves. That's going to force you to make mistakes you've got to maximize your scoring opportunities when you get them. If you get a turnover or a big special teams play and you get the ball in plus territory, you got to at least get three out of it. But ideally you'd like to go get a touchdown. So I know we talked about that yesterday, but that's huge for me in this one is Texas cannot let those opportunities go by the wayside. You've got an opportunity on the road to really stick it to the opponent, get them behind the eight ball, maybe get them pushing that boulder up the hill, maximize your opportunities. Key number two for me, Snoop, Winning on money downs, and, and, and Rod Babers coined the term money downs because Rod considers third and fourth down, especially when you're in a league like the Big 12. And really football period, as coaches have gotten more analytics conscious and they realize going for it on fourth down in a lot of cases makes sense. But I do want to look at this. This is uh, CFBGraphs.com, at StatsOWar on Twitter, does a really good job with some of the analytical data. Third and fourth, so basically money down success rate, third and fourth down success rate for the Texas offense – 40% success rate on money downs, 89th in the country. K-State defensively, a 35.58% success rate, 21st in the country. Success, 21st in the country in terms of defensive success rate on money downs. Texas has got to win money downs. They did not do that against Oklahoma State. We talked about the failed fourth down conversion and plus territory, but you go back to that game, as bad as Texas was on third down in that game, Texas was 3-for-17 on third down in the Oklahoma State game. You cannot have a repeat of that if you're going to win. And then we talked about the success that Oklahoma State had uh, on uh, on offense on third down. You just can't have a repeat of that if you're going to win the game on Saturday. So winning on money downs for Texas is going to be monumental in this game. They've got to go win on money downs. And my third key to a Longhorn victory, fix your old issues, no old problems resurfacing. Sark being patient. Don't abandon the run. Feed Bijan and Roshan when you're talking about the offense. Defensively, shore up the middle of the field. No careless penalties. Talk about the third down conversions Texas has allowed. How many third downs has Texas given up this year, especially in the two losses? Man, giving up third downs just with self-inflicted wounds with procedural penalties on defense. There's some penalties defensively that I think if you're a fan or a coach you can live with, like defensive pass interference, defensive holding, some of the secondary penalties. Sometimes, not that you're okay with them, but they're understandable. Man, stuff like jumping off sides, being in the neutral zone, that's just stuff that just drives you nuts. And you hate to see that, especially because Texas under Sark has actually been really good when it comes to penalties. But those kinds of issues, shoring up the middle of the field defensively, all the stuff that I feel like I've talked about ad nauseum throughout the season when things have gone wrong. If Texas is going to win this ball game, that's the kind of stuff that has to get fixed. Not that I'm not that I'm thinking Texas is incapable of fixing those issues. I did pick Kansas State to win the game. If you go to Horns 24-7, we've got our staff predictions. I picked K-State to win the game 31-28. And 
Not that Texas can't win or that they won't win, but until this team wins a game on the road, plays well enough consistently to win a game on the road, even though they are the Vegas favorite, I just can't pick Texas to do it. I want to see it. I, w- I hope the Longhorns prove me wrong on Saturday because, trust me, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about the same old issues with this team when things go wrong. I'm tired of talking about the same old issues with this team when things go wrong. So I definitely would like to see Texas turn the page. And just like we talked about with Mike Roach when we had our recruiting chat last segment, for this program to start to hit an upward trajectory, you've got to win one of these marquee games at some point. This would be a signature win for Steve Sarkeesian. Go on the road, beat a ranked Kansas State team, coming back home to play TCU. You've been good at home. That's going to be a night game on ABC, a chance to make a statement. You can set yourself up for a really, really nice November, truly a November to remember, but that all starts if you take care of business in Manhattan on Saturday. We will take a break so we can come back and finish up business and finish up a Friday edition of Light the Tower. On the Horn, live, local, and digital. On the Horn app. Wrapping up a Friday edition of Light the Tower, Jeff House, Snoop Daniel. Don't forget again, Ball Don't Lie, Twin Peaks Round Rock, 3 to 6.30. At 6.30, we switch over, get you back here to the ARN Compound. Snoop and the crew, the pregame flex, leading you up to Lake Travis and Bowie. That should be a really good one, Snoop, tonight. Yeah. Out of Lake Travis. Frank says that they're both going to go 100%, but I say don't. <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to give away too much. Not to say that I don't want Vandergriff to pick up on stuff, but also I want them to get into the playoffs healthy. Speaking of Vandergriff, shout out to Coach Sanders, Coach Drew Sanders and the Vipers. We visit with Coach Sanders every Thursday. Uh, you hear all of uh, our Vandergriff games here on the Austin Radio Network on 1019 and AM 1260. Vandergriff beat Westwood last night, wrapped up an undisputed district championship. They are the outright district champions, so congratulations to Vandergriff. And we met today, talked to uh, LBJ head coach Jamal Finner. Jags wrapped up a perfect district record. Five straight shutouts to end the regular season for the LBJ defense. So, Snoop, really good Thursday night. Was uh, Zade, last Thursday night of the regular season. Zade Oliver for uh, Vandergriff had a big game. I think he had five touchdowns. So a running back that emerges along with Alex Witt. So they got a couple of rushing options. And yeah, it was a busy Thursday night. But like like I said, this uh, it kind of feels like work. But next week is all like playoffs because it's just so you know final mm-hmm. every night. So it's it's. And I'll say this, man. Shout out to if if you're you know one of those teams like you said who Austin High, Del Valley, Eastview, Anderson. Leander. Yeah, if you're Huddo ended Huddo ended their season last night. Uh, uh, we were down seventeen at one point, came back and beat Weiss. I didn't only I don't even think I talked about that game. Uh, wow, that, well, and Weiss is a playoff team. Right? Yes. Yeah. So good for Hutto. So a Van Meter, somebody saw you can't call a team that's only played once a rivalry, but Coach Van Meter makes that Weiss-Hutto yeah. game a rivalry. I agree. Um, Snoop, I think you'll agree with me on this. If you're one of those teams that's that's ending it tonight and you go to offseason on Monday, break out the basketballs, whatever, uh, cherish tonight, enjoy tonight, because for a lot of you young men out there, this will be the last time you ever put on pads and play a competitive football game. So – Enjoy it, leave it all out on the field, and uh, give yourself something to remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah. High school football in the state special, man. Make a block for somebody. Yeah. Do something, uh, like I said, don't, uh, don't have any regrets when it's over. Take so, lots of pictures. Absolutely. Don't 100%. worry about being corny because, man, you're going to live the rest of your life and not ever get that night back. 
Exactly. So uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it, everybody out there, and uh, including those that are going on to the playoffs next week. Snoop, great job today. Fine. Uh, thank you to LBJ head coach Jamal Fenner for joining us for his weekly conversation. Also, Horns 24-7 recruiting editor Mike Roach for joining us for his weekly conversation. Craig will be back on Monday. We'll be talking about the Texas men, 12th ranked Y'all Texas are in men. Studio? Uh, no, we will be over on the 40, getting oh. ready for a Steve Sarkeesian Game Week press conference. But we will be talking about the Texas men getting ready to open the season Monday night against UTEP at Moody Center. So we'll talk about all of that, recap the football weekend. We'll do that when we're all back together on Monday. For the absent Craigway, for Snoop Daniel, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back to, on Monday to light the tower on the horn, live, local, and digital on the horn app. The Texas Longhorns come out of the bye week looking for a sixth win. Standing in their way is the first of two purple teams that are running the Big 12 right now. Saturday, it's a trip to Manhattan to face the Wildcats. Can the horns slow them down? Can Quinn Ewers get back on track? Longhorn game day.